I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The real Brian show. March came in like a Dementor. Or was that a dragon? No? A lion? What? That doesn't make any sense. March came in like a lion? Who comes up with this crap? Well, The Real Brian Show is coming in like a flaming monkey with a Taiwanese freaking chicken that just mastered Magic the Gathering. So, booyah, suckers! Losing his mind. And we're reaping the benefits. Let's rock it. All right, it is The Real Brian Show. It's Fridays. Should we just call it The Real Brian Flushed? Since we flush the format on Fridays and just talk about whatever the frack we want. Yeah, like like MTV uh, Flush the format, yeah. Besides... Real Brian Flushed. Real Brian Flushed. TRB Flushed. TRBS Flushed. I kind of like Flush the Format Fridays. It's, you know, a lot of alliteration. I like TRB Flushed. I really like the flaming monkey with a Taiwanese freaking chicken that just mastered Magic the Gathering. I love saying that. Isn't long that amazing? Sentence. Oh, I was yeah. fun. Now, for those of you who are fans of South Park, uh, hopefully you got my little hidden meaning there without actually saying it. A chicken that mastered Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, the, the episodes all flow by for me. I, I forgot about that. Episode. But see, like, I never really got into that show. It was just not one of my funny shows to me. I watched a few episodes and was like, eh, but that episode, I laughed so hard. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay. Anyway, I'm the real well, Brian. Thanks for joining us. I'm Captain Influence. Thanks for having me. And yeah. Was that Lord Thunder Dude. that rocked it for us today? Dude. It is I, Lord Thunder. I'm back. Thanks for having me. Good Ladies back, and guys. gentlemen, you've been thunderstruck. Dude, I, it's I, been a while. I play that song, but we're on Spotify now, and they don't let you play songs <laughs> without <laughs> paying money. Isn't that lame? Yeah, everyone's going, where's the ACDC, thunder? right? Come Wait, on. where's <laughs> thunderstruck? You do that. You do the I'll do the part. And then, Carl, you do the thunder. <laughs> I know it's sad. I used to play stuff. Remember that Thank God It's Friday song we used to play? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, All the time. I got onto Spotify and they pretty much said, unless you're going to pay us a boatload of money, uh, and I mean like a lot, hundreds of dollars per episode, people, hundreds that's, to play a clip of one song. That's insanity. Then they're like, I mean, you're not allowed overboard. to be on Spotify. So then what I had to do is the only episodes that are on Spotify are the ones that don't have any of that music. This is why it's not a full catalog so i'm just like come on and it's not like i'm making any money off it i'm actually like hey guys look it's acdc go listen to them you pay spotify and spotify pays the artist no tenth of a cent or something yeah and by the (laughs) way that's true so in fact abel james is coming up this month but he and i were chatting and he was talking about that he had over a million listens to one of his songs and he got twelve dollars yeah, $12. <laughs> $12. <laughs> and it's like, this is, this is like extor. Uh, that's not even extortion. It's, it's like robbery, crime. man. It's just, it's a crime, it's right? A crime. Well, yeah. here's the thing though. No, you don't pay Spotify. I have to get a license 
through there's BMI, there's sound exchange, CSAC, ASCAP, all of those companies you have to get licenses through. But then you also have to get a license through, I believe it's the Harry Fox agency because podcasts are quote, technically you can download them. And so they're considered to be mechanical licenses, meaning that I can download this podcast and I can cut out that 15 second clip of thank God it's Friday and make it my own song. Wow. See, okay. We're, we're getting, who's going to do that. We're we're going too far into negative territory here because there's nothing positive about this conversation. But the reason I'm so frustrated (laughs) is because I want to share music with all of you and I'm not allowed to because of, of, you know, greedy. Yeah. You know, lawyers, we're, we're all very frustrated with you. Oh, it's not the lawyers. It's the, it's the owners that own all the copyrights. It's the people that stand to make a lot of money from it. That's who it is. Okay. Yeah. It's not even the, no, it's not even the artist. The artists are actually like, I don't care if you play my yeah, music artists, because I yeah, get promotion. I know that. Yeah. I know that. Most of the artists do not care and yeah. they would be fine if you played their clips of their songs on your podcast. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Well, Lord Thunder, welcome back, my friend. It's been a while since you've been on the show. I, I realized. <laughs> It has. I think it's been uh, almost a year. I know. I was like, has it seriously been that long? And I went, well, how did that happen? You know, I'm not really a podcaster. You have to, you have to actually invite me on because I'm kind of one of those anti-social guys. You're a lurker. I blame Brian. Yes. (laughs) You're a lurker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always in the background, right? Looking around basically. Yep. Creeper. It's not though. Cause, cause Lord Thunder is actually not just a lurker because he interacts with me all the time. So Technically, that makes you just a behind-the-scenes engaged fan or friend. That's the guy behind the guy behind the guy. We we chat daily, (laughs) if you believe that or not, right? Yeah, we do. We chat almost daily. It's awesome. I appreciate that, man. This goes back to what I was saying. I think it was on episode 200, and I was saying that it's amazing to see how, how many friends I have gained who started off as listeners to probably, I mean, you were Aero Squad, others were Profit Cast. And now look, man, we're all friends. We're all here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't get to hang out very often just because we live in different, you know, universes, parallel dimensions. <laughs> but speaking of that, you were in another country recently. I, I was. I spent uh, one month in Japan. Nice. Uh, my family. Out there, so was, it's always a good time out there. You know, it's it's home for me at this point. Oh, are you moving? No, not yet. Oh, oh, okay. It will happen sooner or later. Oh, uh, no. Hopefully sooner. But, you know, sooner. I mean, like before retirement, basically. Oh, okay. you're going to move to Japan. Oh yeah, that's gonna happen. Oh, awesome! Which island? The main island. We're about Hokkaido. Yeah, Hokkaido. Well, there's Japan and then there's Okinawa, right? So yeah, uh, Hokkaido is the main actual island for Japan, right? Yeah, there's. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Hokkaido, but um, we're not that far north, basically. So we're we're talking about like Tokyo countryside, about thirty minutes east of Tokyo. Oh, neat. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you speak Japanese, Carl? I did, but you know, my, my daughter speaks Japanese, so I have to speak English at home, so I lose my Japanese, but I still understand it. When I, you know, you know. <laughs> Let's start throwing That's easy one. Don't touch my mustache. Don't what? Yeah, don't touch my mustache, right? Doitashimashite is you're welcome. Yeah, I know, but you oh. remember it by saying well, don't touch my mustache. Oh, yeah, that's right. right? Don't touch my mustache. No, I didn't actually. I just learned that from that. <laughs> I hope you don't move soon. I'm hoping that you know, you'll, you'll actually be able to visit Colorado and that we'll be able to visit you sometime before you leave. And then eventually we can come to Japan someday down the road, but Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen anytime soon. I'm talking about 20 years from now, probably if I'm still oh, around. By gotcha. then. Well, you better be. <laughs> I not, hope so. You're not that old. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're, you're, hey, how are your bulging biceps? I've been meaning to ask that. They're, they're less bulgy now. Uh-oh. You know? I'm, I've, I've, 
I have two daughters at home, so I spend a lot more time sitting around now. Oh. <laughs> so is your is your gut bulging now? Got a little kid? No, kid no. Grow? Okay, good, I'm, good. I'm still a good, what, 6'4", 250, 18% body fat, somewhere around there. Wow. wow. So you've got your eight-pack shining right through, baby. No, yeah, we should, uh, we should, eight and a half. We should compare oh, photos. Eight Carl. and a half pack. Uh-oh. Yeah, He's got your beat, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember I have the, la- the, the last two. I have a 10-pack, but the last two are uh, tattooed on. That's true. Right, next to my, right around my navel. Yeah. I want to know what an eight and a half pack looks like. Is that just like one little like protrusion? <laughs> it's like a cyclops. <laughs> I got that one in the middle. Yeah. That's, that's an Audi. It's his belly button. That's his third eye. <laughs> He's an Audi. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So how was Japan? What do you do when you're out there? I mean, I'm assuming you're hanging out with family because you're, so first of all, Lord Thunder's wife is Japanese. Her family's from there, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. So you're Everyone's hanging out. Yep. Okay. You're hanging out with family. You're chilling, you're doing stuff like that. But what else do you do while you're out there? Well, I mean, I've been going since 2005, twice a year sometimes, right? So when I go to Japan now, it's just I'm going to my second home. Nice. We basically just relax, you know, we see friends and family and we just relax. This last time we we did no traveling out there. Oh, wow. Basically stayed at the home, you know, in our hometown, visited a lot of restaurants, a lot of good food. Yeah. Uh, it's always nice to go to Japan where I can actually fit in a tub, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> I know you have that issue, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I hate baths. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. They're a joke out here, but yeah. out there they're, they're deep and you're like, this is, this is what life is. This is what this is about, right? Yeah. Six foot so four like, man can to... fit in there. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a hot tub I've... thing? So they're like temperature control, the tub went it's like this electronic thing, right? So you say, <sighs> Hey, hit this button, it adjusts to my temperature that I always likes, and it keeps it there. And when it's ready, it lets me know. If it drops below temperature, it automatically raises the temperature again. It's all automatic, right? So you just get in and just relax. And it's like so, get forty degrees or forty two degrees. So it's like Alexa son, heat tub to forty two degrees. <laughs> Yeah, it's Hi, that's awesome. So that's 42 degrees this. Doi toshi mashite. I would no, no, say it say responds arigato. a lot better than arigato. An Alexa. Awesome. So yeah. No, but it's all voice commanded and everything? No, no, no. It's a touch oh, panel. Shoot. No, oh, touch panel. Yeah. Touch, oh, well, touch panel. Voice. That's ooh, that's pretty cool. So Carl, when you're in, when you're walking around in Japan, since you're so tall, does that attract a lot of attention? I've heard that it does. Like it's like in in Japan and in China, that's a thing. Whereas when Americans, when tall people go there, a yeah. lot of people gawk at you. Does that happen? You know, back in like 2005, 2006, 2007, it was much different than it is now, right? So when you're in Japan now, there's foreigners everywhere, everywhere, okay. right? So walking around, it's just like, oh, there's an, there's another. There's another white guy there. There's another white guy there. We're all over the place now, right? So you don't have that like, wow, can I touch your hair? Wow, you're so, how, how tall are you? Are you two meters? I'm like, so that, two meters? It's yeah. more acclim- they're more acclimated to foreigners. Now. Yeah. Right. So they're used to me. They, they've seen me enough. So, you know, when I went to Taiwan in 2004 and 2005, you know, I had the, the blonde hair. Do you remember the scene from Return of the Jedi when C-3PO in the Ewoks and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, you know, because he's golden. That was me, man. <laughs> no, no. Actually, around in a chair. I yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. They were actually pretty gaga. Like, wow, you're six four and you have blonde hair and blah blah blah. It was the same kind of thing. But I was a Dabitsen Lawe Mandarin for uh, yeah, big nose and, and and white white foreigner. Yeah, I like Gaijing. That's that's funny. You know, I we you and I have talked about this, Lord Thunder, and I still one of these days when when you know I make more money, I still want to get like a crafted Japanese katana from a ah, sword yes. master but 
I don't know how we're going to ever do that because it's just like I, I think you were telling me that it's a little uh, a little out of my price range to get a real one. And then, well, yeah, it just depends on how much you want to spend. That's what it really comes down to. Well, but I mean, <laughs> so like, you could get it cheap or expensive, like really expensive. I'm not top. Well, see, I don't want to base it based on price. I want to base it based on like authenticity and quality. If I were to need to use it someday, would it actually work? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want just the decoration. <laughs> Can you well, chop a coconut with it? Yes. Can you, can you go through can you a fix pineapple tree with it? with it? So here's the thing. You could buy them, and if you want it sharpened, you're not traveling with it. Oh, I understand that. They're going to they're gonna ship it to you like flat, like a mm-hmm. book, basically, right? Okay, that's And then you fair. have to sharpen it yourself or whatever you want. But if you want to get it done, I mean, you're going to be spending thousands of dollars. I mean, thousands. Easy. To get it sharpened or just to get a no sword? to get to get one made for you you know one made to your specs like you know you could get your something cut into the into the arm of it you know you could get some kanji or some Japanese yeah. whatever you want on it right you could customize it as far as you want but yeah. they're not cheap in the first place and they get really expensive I think see, that's custom lightsaber at Disney World <laughs> yeah well but see this is yeah. like this is real man I, I don't know I. I think a decorational one probably would still cost quite a bit of money. But if you're talking about one that is, I guess, an heirloom, if you were to do like an heirloom type, it would probably cost, what, 5000 or would it be like tens of thousands? When I was looking at some that I that I actually liked, that were just not custom, but they were just there, you know, mm-hmm. some that were on the wall or whatever. They were like six, $7,000. And wow. the cheapest one I saw was 4200 Wow. Jeez. That's so, crazy. Well, I mean. I, I mean, it. that's the kind you're cutting through watermelon is like their paper, basically. Yeah. Remember the Ginsu knives from the eighties? Remember how they would they would cut through like leather oh, and, and yeah, pennies yeah, yeah. and oh, that yeah. was such a big thing. Yep. <laughs> totally unrelated, <laughs> by the way. I'm just that <laughs> just reminded me. Yeah. Now, Carl, do your in laws speak fluent English? I mean, are you able to not have to stumble around Japanese while you're there or No, no, I'm not that bad. Uh, they they <laughs> they uh they don't speak English at all really, right? So oh, okay. But I still understand a lot of Japanese. So when they when they Talk to me in Japanese. If I can't respond in Japanese, I'll have my wife respond. But I typically understand everything they're telling me. I just don't know how to respond most, okay. most of the time. Uh, and that's only just because, you know, I can't speak it at home because then my daughter's going to lose English. And uh, Japanese is their first language. So I got to sure. speak oh, English. Okay. Right. I understand. So, okay. So how do you say flaming monkey with a Taiwanese freaking chicken that just mastered Magic the Gathering? Exactly the way you said it. In With a bunch of extra it. syllables in there. <laughs> Fureming monkey. Uh, exactly. With, uh, <laughs> a Taiwanese furiken. Uh, yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> no, that's, that's exactly right. I, I, I remember the alphabet. So, no, yeah. That's the seriously how they say it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, they, if they translate it in English. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about in Japanese. They won't yeah, say yeah. that in Japanese. They'll speak that in Romanji, basically. Uh, They'll say it in okay. English. Like a, lo- a lot of things they won't say in Japanese, like refrigerator and stuff like that. They'll say refrigerator or gotcha. most of the time and things like that. So <laughs> teach us one phrase right now that we don't know. A good one that we can use. A juicy one. Yeah, a juicy one. But it has to be appropriate. <laughs> well, I don't know any appropriate ones. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I only know the cuss words and the... Yeah, let's take that one offline. How about we do that? <laughs> Wait a minute. Your about- daughters are saying those things? No, my daughters aren't saying that. Oh, okay. How about this, Carl? Watashi wa Ryu Brian show ga daisuki desu. That was you. You love the you love yes. the real Brian show. Yeah, there you go. But what was the last yeah. part? Daisuki desu. I love. Is, I love it. Oh, isn't Watashi wa 
I, 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 oh, that's just, that's all it is. Yeah. Watashi wa, that's right. Yeah, and you will always drop the particle, like wa, when you're speaking to someone. You, you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just so it'd be Watashi, <laughs> real Brian show. What was the last part? Yeah. Daisuke, I love. Daisuke? Daisuke. And you, you yeah. probably dropped the desk, too, wouldn't you? Huh. You drop desk, and if you're really close with someone, you drop the subject, too. You don't want to say that. Interesting. Yeah, drop the subject off. In Mandarin, you know how people say ni hao ma? Yep. I know well, ni hao. Yeah, well, <laughs> ni hao is hello, and ni hao ma is how are you? But if you're close to someone, you just say how. That's it. How you uh-huh. drop the knee and the ma. So yeah, it's totally like that. it's like we're saying you know like word. Or, well, we don't say word anymore, but you know like a hey <laughs> a or, word, yeah, <laughs> word or yo or sup old, or Ryan. these are some old like oh, I'm pulling out the '90s <laughs> stuff, man. Well, word? some of the easiest ones since you guys are into gaming and stuff like that, right? Like, yeah. When you think of like Nintendo, right? In Japan, it's Famicom and Super Famicom, right? Mm. Huh. Famicom is is a conjunction of family computer, family computer, Famicom, right? When they brought it here, they can't they we, we can't call it Famicom there. Let's just call it Nintendo, the name of the company. We'll just call it Nintendo and then Super oh, Nintendo. Right? Interesting. I didn't know. So that. they like to yeah, they like to take words like that and come put two words together and come up with something else. So that's how you get Famicom and Super Famicom and Persocon, cool. personal computer. Huh? That's instead of PC. Yeah, Persocon is what you hear out there. Okay, so speaking of Nintendo and Famicom and Persicom and all those uh, per- persecuted, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> PlayStation, dude, you're getting into PSVR. Is that correct? PSVR is pretty amazing. Uh, you know, wow. You know, I, I tried the VR. They were going to launch it a couple years ago, right? And Best Buy had their little demo section, right? So I tested it there. And I thought it was okay, but there was no sound or anything like that. So it was like really kind of off-putting. You're like, okay, this is nice, but there's no, you're missing some, some environmental stuff, right? So I was like, I kind of put it off and I'm like, I'm more into AR, VR is kind of whatever. And then I saw like Beat Saber and Resident Evil and I'm like, you know what? I got to try this VR again, right? So I picked yeah. it up, got some really good headphones, plugged into that device, got into Resident Evil 7 and oh my God, that game is beautiful. Huh. Like you, you put this thing on and you are in that world. It, wow. it really feels like you are walking around in this haunted house with all these demons walking around and all these zombies everywhere. You really get the sense that you are there, right? You take off the helmet, you're like, oh, okay, I'm still in my room. But you put it on, and you're like, okay, I'm back in this environment. It is creepy. It's dark. Mm-hmm. You turn all, you, you could turn your TV off. You don't need it at that point, right? Yeah. So you're standing up, looking all around, and you are in this house, basically. I'll be darned, because I've, I've been waiting for this to happen. What's been holding me back from doing anything with VR setup yet is the uh, motion sickness situation. Do you get motion sick when you're playing that for a little too long? No, so I haven't gotten motion sickness just because uh, the things they do within the games and stuff like that, like when you turn, they make the turn skip a little bit, right? So it's not smooth, because that's that smooth motion that kind of throws you off. Interesting. Right? So like when you make left and right turns or you kind of it like skips into the turn so it doesn't okay it doesn't cause that kind of issue that throws your balance off or whatever and most of the time when you're playing these games you're sitting if you're playing a game like beat saber where you're holding lightsabers and you're hitting these um these things in the sky you're standing in one place you're not moving around at the same time so Uh yeah i haven't really gotten motion sickness from it what i do notice is my neck muscles get tired Uh right (laughs) because you're having to hold that thing right yeah yeah you have to hold it up and and depending on what game you're playing, you're really tensed up and your neck mm-hmm. muscles start to give out after a while. But other, oh, other than that, I'm not getting any sick or anything like that. It's, it's, it's been nice. 
Well, to be fair, I haven't I haven't messed with any kind of VR headset for maybe ten years now, and it was it was an Oculus Rift when Oculus was fairly new. And Ed, you know, our friend Captain um, Hammerpants, he had one, and he brought it to a land party again about <laughs> ten years ago, and we all tried it. I got motion sick almost immediately looking through that thing, but that was ten year old technology, and yeah. I know they've improved on it. I just don't know how much. And I'm afraid to try it again because I don't want to spend the money and then find out it's not for me and then have to deal with taking it back. And at some point, I'm going to have to graduate to that because that's obviously it's the future. So So I've had some dizziness on and off because of neck muscle issues. And when we were in Vegas for that whole Star Wars The Void, I was dealing with some dizziness and I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't think I should do this. This is a bad idea. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Whatever. It'll be fine. Interestingly, I didn't have any dizziness when I was doing the AR. Only huh. when I was okay. like in real life did I have dizziness. So, Wait, AR or VR? This was AR. AR, okay. Yeah, Got so it. I actually well, felt better in the AR setup than I did in real life at that time. So to you know let you know, I haven't done really much in the way of VR, but um, I've definitely, I've not had any problems with dizziness at all. Okay, yeah. So at some point, like you know, I I want to try it out because. I've heard good things about it, and there's some games that I own that are apparently VR compatible, and and I'd love to experience that. So yeah, the only thing I will stay away with VR, like AR, is is better as yeah, far as being sure. sick because you can see the out, you can see everything around you. You're not in this, you, like you can still see the world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With VR, I would stay away from anything that's really fast motion. Like at Disneyland, when I'm looking at those projectors and you're flying around, that stuff makes me sick. Oh, yeah. Because it's okay. just moving way too fast, right? And you, your body's like, well, have I had too much acid today? What's going on? Like, <laughs> well, your brain is tripping out, right? You're like, what? And you, you automatically start to get sick, right? So, yeah. like, fast motion stuff, like racing games and things like that, I probably wouldn't do in VR because that automatically right. would make me throw up for sure. What, what do you mean by AR sees the entire world and VR doesn't? AR is augmented, right? So it's on yes. top of what you're naturally seeing in your world, your real life world, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's typically how it works, right? That's what AR is versus VR. You can't see your hands. Like you're in this environment where your body's like somewhere else. Like your mind is somewhere else, but your body's right. still in your house, right? Right. Okay. So that's the thing that makes you sick. It's that your body's like, okay, I'm seeing this, but my body's not actually moving the way I'm seeing things in this in this reality right so when you're yeah. moving fast in like a car and your body's sitting your brain's like what the is going on yeah yeah no right? that makes so sense that's the kind of thing so the ar yeah, that, that i sense. did you you can't i mean you literally have a helmet or a whatever a, a visor right, you have a on. visor on right yeah so you can't see the real world but exactly it does show like your hands are stormtrooper hands so you are it's, seeing your body but it's actually part of the simulation like overlay it's an overlay, it's overlay. Right? No, well gotcha. it is and it isn't but here's the thing like i can't see my real body is what i'm saying so like it's like i can't see the room that i'm in either so like i am seeing a full-on screen projection gotcha but it also shows my arms and body and everything else so it's yeah it's not like an overlay where okay here's how i say this like noise canceling headphones you can only hear what's in your headphones then the right. semi-open headphones are you can also hear what's in the room right but and that's that's how it sounds like AR is, is you can see in the room and also see the overlay. In the AR I did, you could not also see in the room. So that's what I was just hmm. trying to say. So did you well, have like a motion controller in your hand that registered where your hand was so you could see it? Or how, how did no, that that's the thing. I don't know how they did it, but no. I mean, you have a backpack on and um, no, you don't even have any gloves on. So I don't know. That's weird. Huh. That's a good question. Some it kind did. of sensor. Yeah, yeah maybe the sensor. gloves had a sensor in it or something, right? Yeah. 
that allow it like a camera to see where your hands were. So when you raised it, you could see it. Basically. But I'm saying I wasn't even wearing any gloves. Oh, so wow, I don't know. It's it's sweet technology. I know that much, but that's cool. And well, like the, the gun we had was a plastic gun that just looked like a like a laser tag gun. But in your actual simulation, it was the stormtroopers rifle. I checked alien isolation is on VR, Brian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, we would have to do I mean, that. I mean, sorry, let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Holy adrenaline kill we, you. We should do that. Yeah, I don't know. We really shouldn't actually. Yeah, should I just like, you like should. to know. Hey, what about GTFO? What were you going to play GTFO? Oh yeah. Mm. So there is a game, a co-op game called GTFO. Four player co-op. Yeah, four-player co-op uh, that is basically an Aliens ripoff, but it looks like a mix of Aliens mixed with uh, Left like for Left Dead. for Dead, yeah. mixed with a co-op puzzle game. And it's on Steam. It's not very expensive, but uh, I, we, I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I'm, I'm waiting to get three other people to say, let's just do this. I'm in and yeah, Johnny Pistol Shot is in. Let's do it when it goes on sale. Yeah, let's do it. And then let's get it in VR. Is Sea of Thieves in VR? Know, Wouldn't that be amazing? I, you know, I think it might be. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. Um, well, we'll have to get more into that, but thanks for bringing that up. I mean, VR and yeah. is something I'm, I mean, I, I'm very curious about it. I think pricing has come down, you know, for a while I was just like, this is just way too expensive to justify right now, you know, for fun, but it looks neat, but all right. What else are you nerding out on Lord Thunder? The usual stuff like, you know, network engineering stuff, you know, building yeah. networks like that and Plex, uh, NAS servers, all that kind of, you know, all that kind of geeky stuff. Right? It, it just fascinates me, right? If I could take, five native apps off my NAS and shrink them into containers. That kind of stuff just makes me just like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, I can't stop, right? And it's three, <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm still trying to figure out how to get more apps into it. Right. That kind of thing. So need more heroin, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like, it's, I don't know. It's, it makes me proud. Like it makes oh, you go. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Right. Yeah. A lot of people will look at it and like, I don't know what, why this fascinates you, but it does. I love it, and it is what it is. My roommate, when I was a freshman in college, him and his, him and his buddy would stay up all night and recompile Linux kernels. That's what they did all night, every night. They'd just stay up and recompile Linux kernels while I was trying to sleep. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's when I discovered NyQuil, by the way. It's one of those things where, like, if you like it, you love it. Mm-hmm. If you hate it, if you don't like it, you you probably actively hate it as well. It's it's <laughs> you, you like it or you don't. There's no yeah. in between for this kind of stuff. Really. I still don't know what that means either. Re, the recompile a Linux kernel. I have no idea yeah. what that means. So I know how to recompile a uh, popcorn kernel, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you make a modification to a software and then you have to repackage it. Basically, I'm not an all in or all out guy when it comes to this stuff, but it does fascinate me because you brought up the whole container thing to me docker right and i was i'm still like i'm not entirely sure what this all means but i haven't like i understand virtual machines and they say it's it's related to virtual machines in in a way and then they explain like here's what virtual machines do and then here's what the containers do and it's much more efficient and less power and everything else i still don't entirely understand it but you were saying that i should take plex i think we all three have a plex server don't we yeah we all do so we all have our own plex servers we put our own media up there and everything like that I mean, right now I'm running it on an older computer, but you were saying to take it, put it in a container into my new PC and have it run there. And so you're saying that's more efficient. You're not even going to notice any drag or anything on it. Well, because the thing with a virtual machine, right, you have to to use the software to create a virtual machine, right? So let's say you're on Windows. You could use VMware Fusion or Parallels, right? So you launch VMware Fusion, 
you find whatever whatever you're trying to virtualize, right? So if you're going to virtualize Linux, for instance, then you have to have a Linux distro that you want to install in that virtual machine. So you'll say, I want to install Ubuntu. You get the installer, you play in that virtual machine, it installs another operating system on your PC. That's what a virtual machine is. It's actually installing that other OS inside of this virtual machine on your computer. So you're running two different operating systems at that point, or three or four, however many you decide to install. Yeah. With containers, it's easier, right? Because you just install the container software on Windows, like a Docker client or whatever. I don't know which ones are on Windows, but I could find that out. You install this client, and you can install these containers within it, right? So you find a Plex container that's already on the Plex site. You install that inside of Docker, right? And it creates this small little container that has everything it needs to run that app within this small little package, right? So it has the OS, it has all that stuff, very lightweight, just to run that app. And the good thing about it is you could back that app up, move it to another computer, install it, and you're good to go. It's It doesn't it's care a, what OS it's on. It's not a thumb drive? A container. Right. You can, yeah. you can back it up to a thumb drive and bring it somewhere else and launch it. and it's, Everything's there, huh. just the way you left it, right? So it's cool because they're, they're small. Yeah. You can move them wherever you want. You're not having to worry about native packaging like on my NAS, my QNAP. Sometimes they might not have like a QNAP version of this app I want, right? But if I put it in a container, it doesn't matter what version of the of the software it is, right? It's going to run within that container. If I need to virtualize Linux in that container, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be Linux. If it's Windows, it's going to be Windows. But typically, containers are all Linux. Linux based. Okay, well, that sounds interesting to me because I feel like doing something a little bit more simplified in some ways and then also running it in a way that's faster and stuff would be really nice. We got to talk more about that. That'll be fun. When I was learning how to do it, I'm like, what? I don't, I, I'm so lost. I don't even know what's going on here, right? But yeah. when I finally cracked it, I'm like, okay, this is really easy. And I installed another like 10 apps in that five minutes that it took me. It took me four days to figure out how to do it the first time. And I did the first one. And after that, it was like just popping out every like 10. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really good. Really easy. Well, now that my compi is officially built, by the way, finally, and it's working. Nice. Today, the fan hub's going to arrive. I was, this is one the thing. Fan that, hub? Yeah, so I didn't really know this about the way that motherboards and everything work these days, you know, because I haven't really built a, I've never built a computer on my own. And of course, I've never really, it's been a long time since I built one, but most motherboards will control up to three fans typically. Sometimes they have a little bit more, but you know, let's say around three fans. Well, I have more than three fans. It's a, it's a desktop case. You know, I've got hotter equipment running. So yeah. How do you run the fans otherwise? Well, you can just plug them in. And then if you don't have them controlled either by a motherboard or a hub that controls the fans, then they just run at like full speed RPMs all the time. So super loud, super annoying. If you plug it into a motherboard or if you plug it into a fan hub that can control all that, then basically it cycles the fans based on how much heat there is. It's got heat sensors and all that. So it's really actually quite fascinating. But what I didn't realize is that I can only plug in three fans. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, well, I guess I need a fan hub then. Bought the fan hub. It arrives today. And once that's installed, then all of everything from a... uh, hardware's perspective is completely installed and working and it's beautiful and it works great. I got windows installed. That was actually so much easier than I expected. Still tweaking a few things, but otherwise it's working. I'm excited. It's fast. It's fun. 
you know, nice. some of some of those components come with RGB anyway. And so it's kind of fun. To, you know, some people are like, I hate RGB. I'm like, I love lighting. So I'm like, this is cool. So I've got it all decked out in green in honor of St. Patrick's Day, which is great. But uh, we need a name for this machine. What's a good name? Mm. Uh, okay, we're going to I'll take a rain check. One. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. think of one by next week. <laughs> yeah. If anyone else has any ideas on a good <laughs> name for a computer, please send them in. I'm ready for I'm Brian's ready for computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real Brian's beast or whatever. Did you go with 120 millimeter fans for that case? I have 120 millimeter fans as far as case fans, but then I did do an all in one liquid cooler for the actual CPU processor. And those are just two one forties. Gotcha. Yep. Pushing nice. out through the radiator. So that's nice. But yes, the intake and uh, I guess what you call it outtake <laughs> exhaust. <laughs> I like intake and outtake. <laughs> hey. Intake and exhaust fans are 120 millimeters. So very nice. But here's the thing. During my limited free time, which has been very limited lately, been working way too hard. I've checked out a couple of shows and I think I mentioned, I did mention the show a while ago, the raising Dion show that's on Netflix. And I had checked out, I think two episodes maybe or two or three episodes. And I was just kind of like, ah, it's a little slow. I'm not sure. I was like, let me go back and watch episode four. Episode four was really great. By the way, I really enjoyed it. It's a slow start. There is some incredibly overdramatic sad and depressing stuff because the woman in the, in the show loses her husband, which is actually part of the story. It's not a spoiler, by the way, kind of like lock and key. Go ahead. Exactly. Well, there's yes, just like lock and key. There's a lot of, let me put it this way. There's way too much time spent on her emotion and sadness, which I get it, but I don't want to watch that much of it. So that was getting a little bit annoying, but the other parts of the stories are really good and the story's getting incredible and it's really coming together and I'm liking it. The thing I was having a hard time with is I, I think the kid's like an eight year old. He kind of acts really, really, really well sometimes and sometimes he really doesn't act very well and so he's mm. incredibly annoying at times and he's also really cool at times. So <laughs> <laughs> if you can get past that, it's interesting though. It's a very interesting show. He turned, you know, he's basically the idea is he's got superpowers and he's discovering them and but there's more to it, a lot more to it. So it's huh. worth checking out. Let me just say that much. Well, then where was this other show that same thing? It's like, well, hey, you you would like this show because it also has superpowers in it. I'm like, cool, I'll check it out. And it was like rated number two in the nation. And it's called I am not okay with this. Yeah, I've seen it advertised. What the heck, man? I'm like, first of all, they're like (laughs) 20 something minute episodes. So they're really short. And I watched the first episode and I'm going, uh, this was (laughs) weird. Like I did not. I'm thinking like, okay, cool. Superpowers. I'm like, okay, this girl is like angsty and she's oh what's not okay with this right yeah exactly she's just this really (laughs) negative hateful girl and i'm just like uh i don't want to watch this you know i got you are not okay with i'm not okay with exactly i thought it was just kind of (laughs) dumb i mean it was i got about halfway because again they're 20 minute episodes and i'm like okay so i got like through episode four or five or something and then i'm just like dude i'm halfway through the season and i think this kind of (laughs) sucks Okay. Maybe, maybe there will be someone enjoying this, but it's not my style at all. And it's just not delivering on. It's almost like an angsty, bizarre, missed the mark version of Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. What a, what a descriptor. Yeah. Because we all know Napoleon (laughs) Dynamite is the, the uh, epitome of awkward angst. Yes. But the thing is, is that the first time you watch Napoleon Dynamite, you're like, what the heck? The second time you watch it, you're what like, this is funny. The 10th time you watch it, you know, you're laughing your butt off. 
<laughs> but the thing is about that. I, even is I like, haven't seen it 10 times. <laughs> well, I haven't watched it 10 times either, but you know what I mean? It's funny and they try not to take themselves seriously. This has a Napoleon dynamite feel in a way that just doesn't go there. Oh, huh, interesting. It's weird. So I don't know. You know what though? Check out some episodes and let me know what you think. Maybe you'll disagree with me. Now the rookie season two, that episode that came back after the mid season break. Wow. Just keeps getting better and better. It's pretty intense though. So keep that in mind. Very intense episode. And I've been working through um, STD still. I got, I got to call it that Star, Star Trek discovery. Trek discovery. <laughs> I don't know, man. I figured out what I've been working through as STDs folks. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard that last week. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what have you been doing? Episode eight of Est- of Star Trek discovery. There are good parts, but I mentioned this on our Picard review episode, but for those of you who have not been listening to those, I think I figured out what it is about Star Trek discovery that just hasn't drawn me in. And it's that there's a real lack of quality character development. So the sci-fi is good. There's a lot of cool action. They've got some good throw, you know, nods to the, the old episodes and stuff like that. But I really, it's weird. I have no one to connect with in that show. I've not been able to connect with any of the characters. I don't want to root for any of them. And it's just really weird. So it feels like any, any kind of like character development, emotional storylines, that kind of thing. To me, they feel incredibly boring and lifeless, even though like the sci-fi stuff is really fun and I'm enjoying that. So, and Star Trek is known for having emotional times, even Star Trek Picard, even though I know not everybody is liking it. Some people love it. I feel connected to some of the characters in that show already. And Mm -hmm. I just never have with, with STD. So I don't know, man, but I'm going to finish it because I want to see what happens, but I think that's finally what I realized it was. Yeah, that's interesting because I I never picked up on that when I watched it and I was super excited as you recall Mm -hmm. for season two. So yeah, I'm looking at when's the next season come out? 2020. That's all it says. Sometime this year. Okay. Now, did you connect with any characters though? I don't know if that's even a thing for me. I mean, it might be a bonus for me, but I don't, it's yeah. not something I look for. And I, and obviously it's, it's not necessarily going to be a conscious thing with most people, Sure, but even subconsciously, I don't, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure. Uh, I just really enjoyed what the story did. Yeah. I didn't notice that thing you noticed with the, uh, tele, the, the transporting, um, the shield? teleporting, <laughs> <laughs> transporting through the shield. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I just, I was just not enough of a Star Trek nerd to notice that. I just really thought that the whole story arc through that season was really fun. And, and I'm really looking forward to the, the third season. The story arc in season two is good. It's just yeah. the character development is hurting it for me. Not enough to kill the show. But here's the thing, right. too. The only reason I am even conscious of the whole do I have a character to relate with is through our conversations with Bad Kitty, Lee Steven, because yeah. he was talking about how he tries to write characters that he comes. Well, that and like somebody else was talking to me about that a while back. But uh, oh, it was um, Amy Gumenick coming into like a relationship with the character that either Lee is writing or Amy Gumenick is acting to understand that character, understand the flaws and the all everything you know what is this person like or dislike and it's like once you can actually connect with that character you've written a good character and once i learned that from those guys i was like that's what it is for me it's like if i can connect with a character in a way that i can understand or that i can be like i'm like that person kind of thing or i can see myself as a character in this story you've hooked me but if i can't do that you know it's it's eye candy even though the story may be good anyway that's that's just a little side thing so that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Now, I was super excited last week because I found out almost as a surprise that Altered Carbon came yeah. out with a second season. Yeah. Yes. And 
if you'll recall, it's been it's been many months, but I I was gaga for season one of Alter Carbon. It's some of the best sci-fi I've ever seen, ever, period. Hmm. End of discussion for me. Yeah. And season two just starts off right where it left off. Different main character, but he, you know, he can change bodies. You know, they call it sleeving. You know, so it it made sense with the story. It was there was no disconnect because it's a different main actor now. It's the same awesome writing, the same story arc, the same graphics, the same beautiful colors. It's just such an engaging show. So I'm super, super excited for that. And I just wanted to mention one thing about changing subjects at lock and key. Remember how we talked about that? Yeah. Have you liked it by the way? Yeah, I love I loved it. Okay, Did good. the producers of that show say, Hey, we want Keanu Reeves to play the dad? Oh, he's occupied? Whoa. No, he costs too much. Okay, then let's just get a guy who looks just like him uh, instead. Because that's, that's exactly what they did. Dude is Keanu like Reeves. Yeah. No, no kind of. I, 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 I forgot to mention this last time. There's no kind of about it. I, Dude is a Keanu Reeves impersonator. Just like that Just yeah. like that one lady in, um, in uh, oh, the Picard. Deanna Troy thing. Yeah, the, yeah. Deanna Troy. Keanu Reeves, he's right there, but it's not him. That actor was kind of bizarre too, because it's like I, I didn't think it was bad or anything, but it was just like that's a bizarre character. Yeah, he was like almost too perfect, and yeah, what he wasn't though, as we found out, and of course, right, it's going right. to move into season two. Have you watched it yet, Carl? Lock and Key. Oh, I finished that whole season in about um, an like, hour. <laughs> you binged it too, yeah. <laughs> oh, I binged. Did all. you like I, it? Did you I like love, it? In general, I like Joe Hill and um, and Stephen King, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever I see any of the shows come out from them, I'm automatically watching it. Lock and Key was was great. The Outsider has been good too, but Lock and Key loved everything about it. It was great. Wait a minute, yeah. Stephen King did Lock and Key. No, jo- Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Oh, oh, oh I didn't oh. know that. Okay, cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah so it's he fantastic. did Lock and Key, Nosferatu. Wait, the original uh, Nosferatu comic? Joe Hill, yeah. I'll be darned. Stephen King's son, yeah. Hmm. He did the the TV show as well that just came out, like I think, last year. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Highly recommend yep. it. It was so good. So good. Oh, my Those, gosh. Those mirror things always get me, though. Every time I see that mirror, if my reflection is doing oh, something else. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> evil, evil grinning and beckoning oh, you to come into the man. mirror. Yeah. yeah oh, that yeah. was very creepy. That was, that was <laughs> oh, yeah. the creepy part of the show. That and then the uh, the fear. Like, when the fear first shows up, you're like, what the crap? Yep. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I loved it. Hey, speaking of jumpy shows and movies and stuff like that, did you know that Quiet Place 2 comes out in like a week or two? Yes. Dude. I never saw list. the first one. Oh, was, that, was, was that the one with Sandra Bullock? No. Fabulous. No. Not, uh, no. Emily Blunt. Yep. Oh, Emily Blunt. Okay. And, and then uh, John yeah. Krasinski was in it for a Krasinski. while. Krasinski. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the second one, what it's going to be like, but the first one was fantastic. Definitely super jump scare kind of suspense as well. But huh. man, that's good. Yep. It's one of those movies you have to watch in Atmos. I watched that at home in Atmos and <laughs> nice. you get the sounds behind you. It is <laughs> Dolby Atmos, man. That would have been a fun oh, yeah. one to watch in. Oh, yeah. I want to see the Quiet Place 2 in the theater, though. I hope I could get to the theater, but I don't think it's going to happen this time. I'm going to try my best to see that movie in the theater, though. We got to review some. We haven't reviewed a movie in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I was thinking, what what movies can we review in the near future? I uh, my mother in law has been bugging me to take her to the movies again, <laughs> nice. and uh, and I'm wanting to. I actually want yeah. to take her to the movies again. My 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 movie buddy. Nothing recent has has grabbed my eye. Do you have any ideas? Well, so here are the movies that are currently in the theaters that we have not reviewed. That typically people would be like, "Hey, you're going to review those?" It would be like 1917, Sonic, mm-hmm. new Sonic movie, Call of not the Wild. Yeah, I probably won't see that one. Bad Boys for Life. 
I've never seen any of the Bad Boys movies. I am finally going to watch them. I'm excited. Uh, Call of the Wild, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, if I get to it someday, maybe I will. <laughs> How do you know which one that is? It's the one with Harrison Ford, and it's based on the, was it Jack dog. London? Jack London, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, where he's talking to the dog. No, thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Just oh. not my thing. <laughs> yeah, see, not um, my like I said, if I get to it, great, whatever. If I don't, whatever. But Sonic, I want to see, but I didn't want to go see it in the theater. Really? And yeah, I heard it was actually kind of fun, kind of like a Pokemon fun, you know, like the detective. Yeah, I heard Sonic was great. Yeah. I heard it was great after they did the fixing of it. So right. I might. Um, 1917, here, okay, I know this is going to sound, would, this is going to sound weird, but I'm kind of over intense war films. Yeah. And I mean, like, I loved Band of Brothers. I loved Saving Private Ryan. I loved Hacksaw Ridge. All Dunkirk. true stories. Yeah, Dunkirk was okay for me, but like uh-huh. most of those were like, they're brutal. They're amazing to watch. They're incredible to watch the heroism and stuff like that. It's brutal, man. It's it's taxing. Yeah. And after a while, I'm like, I don't want to watch another one of those movies. So yeah, it does take you out of your comfort zone. You're right because yeah. it's especially if they're based on a true story, and even if they're not. But I mean, war. It's we just we don't really know what that is. To be honest, I mean, yeah. it's it's a pheno- it's a human phenomenon that we the three of us are not personally. I think Carl, did you serve or, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making an assumption for Carl, but, um, that we haven't really dealt with personally and, mm-hmm. and I get that. So, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I have not served. Uh, that's, that's not something I'm capable of doing. Yeah. I don't even want to go into that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I understand. So well, not of all those movies you listed, Brian, 1917 is the only one that I would see. Yeah. But then what's coming out in the future? I mean, like, yeah, new mutants. So there are some good ones. Bloodshot, which I'm very excited. Cause so first of all, I think it was free comic book day last year. I think they were saying, Hey, look, here's a bloodshot comic. It's really good. And they're going to be doing a movie on it. And I thought, Oh, well I should get the comic and read it. Well, I have the comic. I've never read it. I need to read it now. <laughs> but I saw that Vin Diesel's bloodshot, the new movies coming out. That's coming out. Like I think this it's either today or next week. Huh? Yeah. That's interesting. Right. Then Quiet Place 2, and then the new Mulan. I never saw the Disney like animated Mulan, but I heard it was I mean, good, that, and I heard that this one was going to be. Watch. Is it? Okay. It's, so, it's a must watch for me. I will, I will see that. The new Mutants, No Time to Die, the supposedly the last James Bond movie for uh, Daniel Craig. So Okay. I don't know if that's entirely yeah. true, but that's the rumors I've heard. So, Well, these are the five, yeah. six, wait, five. Those are the five that I want to go see. Nothing on that list is something that I'm dying to see. Hmm. Well, something will come out. Let's figure I it out. I put Morbius on that on that list. Morbius. Morbius. I don't even know that. that one. Va- the vampire uh, oh. Marvel comic. Oh, okay. I'm not even and, familiar with that. Uh, Morbius looks great, and I, I saw the previews to Candyman, and that looked interesting. I probably won't see that in the theater, but at least it looks interesting to me. Is that a, a remake of the '90s Candyman? I don't know if it's a remake more. It, it doesn't seem like a remake. It seems like something completely different. Honestly, huh. L- looking from the trailer, it looks like another version of Candyman. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Pretty creepy. It's one of the Jordan Peele movies. Oh, okay. Okay. Some, you know, he, he has those weird twists on his movies most of the time. Yeah. I had heard that the new invisible man was actually pretty good, pretty freaky, but again, those are just not movies mm. I see. So I don't know if it's good or not, but yeah, well, we'll find some, we'll talk about them. Black Widow comes out, I think, April 1st. That's like the oh, next yeah. round of movies, and that starts kind of the summer series. But yeah. Black Widow, there you go. There's one that I'd see. Yeah, I do want to see oh, those boy. other five, though. Th- to me, like Bloodshot will be an interesting discussion. Quiet Place 2, man, that's just a creepy, awesome For movie. Sure. But 
I yeah. think Mulan will be interesting. And what I should do is see the original animated. Well, maybe I should watch the new one and then the animated. <laughs> yeah, watch the new one first. Okay. You don't need to see the animated one. You're fine. Okay, good. No, that's fine with me. <laughs> I, I'm not a big animated person anyway, so we'll review some stuff one way or the other. But hey, Lord Thunder, thanks, man. Happy back. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got to come back and finally chat and glad you're bull. Well, I'm sad that your, your biceps aren't bulging as much, but I'm glad your, eat, your eight and a half pack is still shining through. We'll get there again. You know how it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. We'll, we'll have to, you'll have to come back and join us again in the future when, you know, you're, you're ready to do it. Cause like you said, you're kind of an introvert. You like just kind of do your thing, but man, whenever you're ready again, hopefully in less than a year, let's get you back. Yeah, for sure. Yes. You know, I'm not sure the better though. You know that. Oh yeah. All right. Well, in the meantime, though, we're going to leave you with something huge. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. If I could re-sleeve myself like they do in Altered Carbon, I would probably just always be a senior citizen so I could get the senior discount everywhere I go. I wonder if AARP would allow a lifetime membership. You can go to realbryanshow.com slash 206 for the show notes. All that good stuff. We keep adding music to our Spotify list, so go check them out. We will share some more new music next week, as well as we got a bunch of stuff to talk about next week already. We didn't even get to half awesome. of our, our stuff today, so booyah! And of course, we'll keep talking about Picard, if you're watching that show, and the Abel James interview is going to be coming out in March, but here's the cool thing. Let me tell you right now, the week of March 16th will mark the beginning of TRB Unleashed, all of those reviews where we get to nerd out with people who are unleashing their inner nerds and also unleashing their superheroes. So we're starting that the nice. week of March 16th and um, yeah, awesome. I've got a bunch of them lined up, ready to rock this. It is. We yeah. got a date. I mean, it could air on March 16th, but we'll confirm that next Friday. So stick around for that. But in oh. the meantime, thank you so much for joining us. You know what the music means? Oh yeah. I gotta say, there I appreciate go. it. We're having fun here. It's, it's crazy. Get to meet a lot of people good time so thank you for listening really appreciate it hope this show brings you some joy to end your week right go into the weekend with positivity do it do it thank you captain influence and lord thunder and all have a glorious week the real brian show is signing off the real brian show is a production of 514 media at 514mediaempire.com